Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 201. Uh, we'll be doing a, a bit of a longer pod today. We'll be reviewing the 1-0 win over Bayer Leverkusen on Thursday evening, and then we'll be talking about the 0-0 draw in Bologna, where Roma played a B-slash-C team and played pretty well and could have won it, but... It is what it is. Uh, and then we'll do a, a quick preview of the second leg of the Bayer Leverkusen Roma game. Uh, with me tonight is Joey. How are you, Joey? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Suffering a bit of hay fever, but not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, I did see Southampton get relegated on, on Saturday. I was in, me and my mate went to St. Mary's. I had, had a free Saturday, so. Went there, um, they were awful and Fulham were quite good. And it was good to see Mitrovic score because he was just, it was his first game back. And William, at the age of 34, was probably the best player on the pitch. But yes, we, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the, um, Roma in Europe and Roma in the, um, in the Serie A. Uh, we'll go back to Thursday. 1-0 win over Bayer Leverkusen, thanks to a goal from Eduardo Bove. Um, it was a slow start, but then Roma got into it and then played pretty well and restricted Leverkusen to not really many chances. Um, how did you feel that game went overall? Uh, was kind of expected the slow start. Um, they they had two big chances, uh, to be honest, at the beginning of the game with the uh, the combination of the uh, whole check and Wurtz link up, and then Wurtz miss wide. And then the Undrick uh, shot that he shot at Patricio, but then after that, Leverkusen very neutralized, which was um, which was kind of shocking. They've been in a good run of form. I know Roma, you know, always have this solid defense, but with so many players out, I would have expected a better game out of Leverkusen and maybe a little bit of a worse game out of Roma. But uh, hats off after those two chances, Roma had all the chances from Ibanez to uh, header to the actual goal from Bove, brilliantly taken, by the way. And yeah, if, uh, if we want to go far, I mean, everybody who's healthy needs to get stuck in and needs to put in, you know, a proper shift. And that's what uh, Bove did. Uh, kind of unexpected in him the score. But I thought with everything they've had, they had, they managed the game very well. Sorry, I was I was about to sneeze there and had to stop myself before I finished talking. <laughs> Hay fever in May in the UK is absolutely rancid. Sorry. No, I agree with you. I thought, yeah, because I Lever by Leverkusen they played this three four three hybrid where they left the front three quite high up. Did you notice that with Verts, Diaby, and Adam Hloshek? Yes, and. and the the four in the middle was I think it was was it Frimpong? It was then Mitchell Backer who came on for the, the one of the injured yeah, centre half. Hincape was playing Hincape yeah. was playing there until yeah. um, the centre half got injured and yeah. Andrik was in the middle with Palacios. Yeah, with Palacios. That was I did feel sorry for the player who got injured because he, he played pretty well and he, he it was innocuous. Innocuous? Innocuous. Um it was just a like a, a muscle injury and I was like, Okay, they they look they look quite good on the ball. I didn't think the game plan from Roma was to press, but then when they did press 
price they've pressed. Wow. Um, but yeah, so they, Leverkusen played three up high and did give Roma a bit of problems early on, as you said. The Verts and Hroshek won two in the interchange and then the, the, the effort from long distance, which is straight up plus, uh, uh, Rui Patricio. But, um, yeah, I think they, Roman then got into it and had a couple of chances, as you said. Um, the Ibanez header, which was saved quite well by Radetzky, um, but then Radetzky had a moment in the f- second half for the goal. And I did see some German football fans say that that's pretty much typical Radetzky because I think Leverkusen fans have been wanting an upgrade on him. Um, he's been a good servant for them. But I think overall it was a good performance. Goal came out at the right time. There was a bit of pressure from Roma. Abraham did well with the link-up and with the effort on goal. Um, I think Roman then defended pretty well at the end and just did eked out the game. Um, but overall, I think both teams would probably be quite pleased with the result. I think Leverkusen taking Roman back to the Bay Arena with just only a one-goal deficit. And then Mourinho going over to Germany thinking, oh, we're just going to shit house. <laughs> we can just shit house a 90-minute performance. That'd be quite good. But overall, I think both coaches will be pleased with it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I would certainly think Roma should be more pleased given their their current uh, situation with the injuries. I thought Leverkusen would would try to get a result, even if it was a draw. Um, so they left a lot there to be desired. I mean, they didn't have much, but they could have done better themselves given you know how much of a makeshift back line we had, and then we had a young youngster in the midfield. So I didn't really see them take advantage. I think both will be happy, but I, I, I think Mourinho and his squad have to be happier the result. And I want to give uh, two shout-outs. Um, Scott, I don't know if you're going to get into these players, but I thought Abraham, I know the scoring isn't there, but if there was one thing I saw about Abraham that we always praise Bellotti, is I thought he, very, he did very well everywhere else. He won, I think, the most duels in the air. He caused a lot of fouls from the opposition. So I I thought he did very, very well uh, that game. And the other one is, is, wow, it's Cristante. Uh, We didn't mention it, but Frimpong had a shot on net, goal line clearance from Cristante after the miscommunication with Patricio and Ibanez. And Mm -hmm. he was perfectly, you know, no, gave the referee um, nothing to decide by putting his hands. He, He held them perfectly. It was just brilliant how he saved off line, and he played very well on defense. I, again, after those two chances, I I didn't feel like worried at all. Uh, sometimes Roma can get that soul start; that's fine. But once they settled in, they really gave nothing to them. I mean, their only other chance was that Frank Palm opportunity, but that was because it was an error more than anything else. So I thought those two players did very well, and of course, obviously, Bove had a great performance with the um, with the goal. But no, I think uh, both teams should be happy. I think Roma should be happier given uh, the amount of injuries they had. But now we'll see. Leverkusen, you know, uh, we mentioned that two players got injured. Um, plus they saw Sheik, uh, Andrix got injured, Kosiunu, and and people forget Bellarabi. So they have four mm-hmm. pretty key injuries as well. So we'll see how it manages coming into the return leg in Germany. Well, Bellarabi got warmed up. Well, got warmed up. Got injured in the in the training session the day before. Yes. That, yeah. 
Um, so Sh- I think I've read that Schick is going to be out for most of the season. Most of the season. We're in the, the latter stages. So he, he's uh, gone, yeah. He's, he's, he's done for the rest of the season. Um, Heinrich's one was... That was when he took a shot. Was it? Did he kick the floor? It looked quite... Uh, it was just... Uh, he went to he controlled the ball, went to kick it, and it looked like he kicked the floor, and then he got injured. And then the one that we talked about earlier, the the defender was it? Uh, what's his name? Sorry, uh, just Cosiuno. Yeah, Cosiuno. He got injured. Um, he actually looked pretty good. He played pretty well in the first half. And yeah. He got he got replaced by Mitchell Backer, and Backer went to left wing back. And yeah, he it was just uh, that muscle injury. He went to sort of clear it right near the the edge of the 18-yard line on the right-hand side of the box and just went down and just, oh, God, he looks looked an injury. So they're going to be struggling because, yeah, they've lost Schick, they lost Balarabi, they lost Kosienu and they lost Eindrick. And they also rotated a little bit yesterday in their game away at VFB Stuttgart. But, yeah, um, are you confident going into the second leg? Uh, that's, that's tough. I'm usually never the confident one, but I will say, Scott, I was at a, um, a birthday party, uh, yesterday, a family birthday party. And I have a, so obviously uh, a certain part of my family have a, uh, are, are Roma fans. And that's where I grew up liking Roma. And one of the grandchildren from, uh, from my uncle who, who started liking Roma and then passed it down. He's about 16 years old. We had a talk about this and we both predicted a one, one for, okay. for Thursday. Uh, I think Roma have it in them to score a goal. Um, I'm hoping Dybala will see what happens. He didn't train today, but I hope he comes back. So am I always confident? I mean, this is Roma. It's hard to be, but I did predict a one, one. And I think at least defensively, they, they will do well. I know pe- people reference the Sociedad game. I think it's a lot easier to shithouse a 2-0. I think you're a lot calmer at 2-0 yes, than you're at than one, one nil. Yeah. Exactly. So they can do it for sure. Definitely under Mourinho. Uh, it just, we'll see how Leverkusen respond. So, but I went with a 1-1 prediction. Um, but I, I think it's going to be very close. I have confidence in the group. It's just, am I fully confident? That it's It's really tough to say. Are you confident? Yeah, I'm slightly com- more confident just because they came sort of unscathed bar one yesterday. We'll go into the game uh, from yesterday um, in a second, but we'll do a quick preview for, th- for Thursday. But um, but yeah, um, so like, I'm looking at uh, Leverkusen. They drew one all, one all away at VFB Stuttgart. Um, Gurassi scored from the penalty spot for Stuttgart and then Ezekiel Palacio scored from the penalty spot for Leverkusen. Um, they sort of rotated, didn't they? So they had uh, Radetzky, Tapsoba, Tar, is it Incape, and then the midfield of Fringpong, Demerbay, Palacios, Mittelbacher, uh, and then had Diaby, was it Adley and... Asmoon? As Moon, yeah, so it looks like... So they only rotated words and from and the first leg. And Hloshek, yeah, Hloshek. Yeah. And then, uh, so, and also um, Demerbay in the midfield. Yeah, he, he came in, I think he he's forced to come in, right, because of Andrik's injury? Andrik, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I, I would assume, but they're going to be missing that spot, so he he might be starting the, the second leg. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. I think Roma could get a result in Germany. I'm more confident than I probably was with the Manchester United game two years ago. Because uh, uh, I, I talked this with Nima, I'm more confident with Jose going into a second leg than I am Paolo Fonseca. Just For because sure. I, I love Fonseca. I think he, he came at Roma at the wrong time. I think he's an excellent coach and he's doing a really good job in France at the moment. But I don't think Italian football was suited for, for him with his gung-ho approach. Um, when you're 2-2 away at Old Trafford with the two away goals, that was the away goals part of... Uh, now it's been taken away. You don't go three for three against Rashford and Co. And then come it's actually two one Scott at half. Yeah, it was two one at half time. Then it was two two. You don't go three for three and leave three at the back. That I'm more confident with Jose. I think he'll have a game plan. I think I do feel that there's a couple of key components coming back. I I did read that the Barla and Smalling may not be available, which is a bit of a downer. But I do feel they could be available for the league games afterwards because you've got San Lozano, Fiorentina and then Spezia uh, but I'm confident, I think I'm, I'm with you I think Roma can get a goal, whoever scores first wins the game Yeah, that's 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 fair to say my one uh, negative or take back, this is uh, recent away fixtures in Europe Roman ha- Roma haven't f- fared too well so that's I think their last win was against H uh, HJK Helsinki. Yeah, that was a lucky so, one, uh, two one win. Yeah, so I I, I, I Ludogorets, uh, Betis they did tie. They they didn't win Sociedad, but I I understand that they wanted to go for a zero zero. They lost to Salzburg, so that's my only negative part. They haven't fared too well in Europe, but. I mean, they have the one goal advantage. So if they can just keep a clean sheet, which is what we hope for, then uh, that will take us through. I just find it a bit odd, Scott. Uh, not odd, but I know I've been reading about Dybala. He played a few minutes uh, against Leverkusen on Thursday. I know he's not 100%. So I just find it maybe he won't start, but I would find it kind of odd if he doesn't make an appearance or at least make the bench. I mean, he made the bench last week. I don't think there's been a relapse in terms of injury, maybe it's his conditioning. I don't know, but I, I hope he and or Smalling can be there for, for Thursday. Mind games? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I've seen no relapse in, in his injury from everything I've read so far. So, I, I mean, he made a, a bench appearance uh, again in the first leg and they didn't even bring him to Bologna in case. So I, I think it should be getting better, not worse, unless there's something I don't know. But I would expect him to at least to make the bench on Thursday. Yeah, um, unless it's just Jose being Jose, just going, nah, I'm not going to risk him. Or he's just saying, okay, well, they, oh, sorry, they weren't individual. They were not included in group training. So it that could mean that they're just playing it hit by ear. And just waiting, and then yeah, it could be, yeah. So that was that was posted on Roma Press about ten seconds, about seven minutes ago. Sorry, uh, I did see something earlier that they weren't going to be risked, but no, we'll have to wait and see. And I think it was good to see 
Vinaldum and Tabala both get minutes, and I did like the link up between Bellotti and Abraham. But no, I'm quite. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it probably hit me until the nerves until Thursday. <laughs> Just because it, it's yeah, it's uh, it's never semi final, but um. Because the other the other tie is eagerly poised as well. Juventus versus Sevilla, one uh, all. Juventus scoring late on, but last kick of the game. Last kick, of the, yeah. Um, was it? And the series was it? Gatti who scored? Yeah, it was Gatti. Gatti, uh, the one who uh, uh, there was a screenshot of him absolutely muttering a player. Um, and then Juve fans were having a go at Roma just for Gianluca Mancini. Um, pot kettle black. But no, that's, that's an interesting tie. Um, Seville at home with the, in their, in their, um, competition. It could be interesting to see. Um, should we go to the game from yesterday? Nil-nil yeah. away at Bologna. Um, as expected, a heavily rotated team. Um, the kids did all right. Didn't they? It's Fila in, in goal um, is his first start in Serie A. Back three of Celic, Cristante, Banez, and then it was Missouri, uh, Tahirovic, Kamara, Vinaldum, Zaleski, and then Solbakken and Bolotti up front. Um, after a slow 10 15 minutes, which is understandable. It's a youngish sort of lineup. I think the average age is 24 and a half years. Um, they sort of did okay. There was a couple of chances. Um, Bellotti, um, and after Saul Bakken's run, and then there was the Abraham header, and then Mancini, when he came on, had a, an effort right near the end. Um, Svila didn't really have much to do. There was the chance right at the end where... Uh, yeah, Joshua Zerxi came on. He was left at the back post. I think Missouri, Missouri left sort of was, I think he was tiring right near the end, but he sort of lost his marker. But overall, it wasn't a bad performance. They played pretty well. Um, I think you could say with this, the, the setup and the, 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 the 11, you could see that Roma punted the league, but. It could have been a game they could have won, especially with the results going for him. But a draw was probably a fair result. Yeah, I I would say um, I looked at it two ways, Scott. It was either the kids weren't going to perform like uh, some of us probably did expect and lose three zero. But then yeah. I looked, you know I'm like you know what Bologna hasn't played too well uh, lately. If if some of the kids do better than what what was expected of them. In, um, in in a tough away game, they can come out of here with at least a draw, and that's what they did. They didn't give much to Bologna at all. I thought Sviar, besides that one indecision to Xerxes, um, did well. Look, he didn't have much to do, so it's it's hard to judge, but he was there when needed, looked confident in getting the ball either off corners or off crosses. So uh, he did that well in uh, in that aspect. Um, I thought the kids did well. I thought Tahirovic had a good game. Matty Camera. Uh, I thought he did all right. By the he book. did all right. He did all right. It's just for Roma to be the next level, even as a backup, I think it obviously. It, yeah, it won't need, happen. Yeah, we need to get. We definitely need to get better. I thought Wijnaldum had a pretty good fifty minutes. He he had he had a great chance. He almost created for himself uh, if he wasn't pulled back. He had this great turn and he was through on goal. 
and they um, they pulled the Mac and he got a um, the defender got a yellow card. I thought he did well for again first game back in in a few weeks since Feyenoord. So um, it, he did well, and then yeah, so back into me uh, was the one who created the most was the biggest spark up top, which was nice to see after his disaster. He had the last game he played. Um, it was really nice to see he created that chance for Bolotti and. He uh, he ran into the right areas, to the right channels, got the right balls, made a few nice moves. Like he's sort sort of starting to adapt to the league. It seems he started sort of getting the hang of it, which is great to see. And he gave that chance to Bellotti. I thought Bellotti worked hard, but like I said, Scott in our in our WhatsApp chat, just he's got to bury something. And that chance mm. he had from Sobak, and he had to put that in. I thought we had the better chances than they did. I really thought we did. Between that and the Mancini chance uh, from the Pellegrini um, free kick. Free kick, yeah, right near the end. Yeah, that was much more than what Bologna did, even though they had more possession. But Palotti needs needs to start bearing some of those chances. That that could have easily been three points to Roma if if Palotti scores it. Just time and time again, it's just disappointing. He can't seem to score. I know he works hard, um, but at some point, the ball need, the ball just needs to go in the net, especially if you're a striker. Same with Abraham. Uh, look, some Mourinho credits him from working hard. Maybe he says Balotelli works hard, but even Abraham, he calls for the ball a lot. I got that wonderful pass from Pellegrini. Just couldn't bring it down. Couldn't or couldn't then score. Got, then got slightly injured as well. Yeah, he he's, did. He's he also had another ball. opportunity. Yes, he did. And he also had another opportunity, Scott. Maybe this is less less known. Um, he had, a, I think there was a wonderful pass either from Mancini. I think it was Mancini. Uh, don't quote me on that. But somebody gave him a ball that kind of felt like the um, the balls Agnolo got against Feyenoord in the Conference League finals. But it was a bit further out. And he tried to head that down to um, to Sobak and it was nowhere near yeah. there. Like yes, 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 yes. I don't remember, yeah. Yeah, if you remember that. Brings that down, Scott. He has so much space to get into that box and score, and he just didn't. Just I don't know between the two of them, they just they can't seem to find a net, and just yeah, it's, it's just something's got to give with them too. But overall, from the kids, um, good game. I mean, I can't go away from getting a result when fielding you know Primavera players and your B and C squad. So overall. Tough game, tough environment, but they came out of there with a point which was honestly better than what I expected. Who stood out from you from the the kids? Tahirovic? But Tahirovic to, played really well. That game, yeah. I, over the course of 90 minutes, definitely uh, Tahirovic. Yeah. I would uh, say. Uh, Bove, yeah. Bove, is Bove still kind of down? Oh, I don't know. He's more of a start. I, I think he might start on Thursday. I Just think he will. I, yeah. I think he will, and I think uh, Wijnaldum would will probably sub in at a certain point, depending on how the game's going. But I, I think we'll see an appearance for all three. Uh, well, Matic for sure, Wijnaldum and um, and the Bove. Yeah, and then Pellegrini and Abraham up top because I don't think Dybala may be risk, but I could be. I could be horrifically wrong, but no, I thought Tahirovic played really well. Missouri at right back, I think he had a, a, a good game because he had, who played left side of Bologna yesterday? Musa Barrow. Musa and Cambiasso. I was impressed. Well, do you know what? He's been on loan from Juventus. And I thought Cambiasso had a really good game for, for Bologna yesterday. So did um, uh, 
Lewis Ferguson. Orsolini was very hit and miss. Arnautovic was stuck in Brian Cristante's back pocket. So when okay. he got back, yeah, yeah, when he got back to Rome yesterday, probably by by train or by plane, or they even got back today, or they, or even they flew to uh, they probably fly to uh, to to Leverkusen. Um, but no, Barrow can be very dangerous, and I thought. Missouri played really well and stuck to his task. Um, I was impressed by Tahirovic. Um, I thought Bellotti and Solbakken linked up well. Just Solbakken with... When you start to play balls over the top to him, because he, he looked good as a second striker, I think he looks lost when he's asked to play a little bit deeper. Um, but I think he used yes. his pace to get behind... What was it? Sosa and Bonifazzi. Bonifazzi did get booked on the challenge on Wijnaldum, but no. Overall, a good point. I did see the stats, and Roma had 29% possession. Eight. 28. 28, and uh, almost... But they had the better chances, Scott. They like, did. I don't think they did, a possession yeah. team. I get that. Uh, look, I'm one of the people that said I would like Roma to be dominant, be on the ball all the time. I get it. I really do. But I, I started to change my narrative. Um, not every game, but so many games where they show Roma having very little possession, uh, like they don't have the ball. But when you actually watch the game, this is you can't see that. Well, you can by big chances created or whatever the case is. But Roma without the ball, a lot of these games they create more chances than the other team. Agreed. Than most teams. Yeah. So. It, I mean, in the end, the other team can have 96% possession. If Roma score their one out of three chance and the other team has 96% possession and score no goals on no chances, well, what would you rather pick in the end? That's what I'm saying. So, again, would I rather be dominant and have the ball all the time, meaning your defenders have to defend us? Yes, but Roma seem very good at defending without the ball. So that's what... That's what sort of works for them. Besides the, sc- the scoring part, they may not create as much. They do create more than other teams, but they need clinical strikers. That will, You'll see how much Roma will benefit from that. But without the ball, they seem to still create a lot more chances. Even so say that, Scott. I'm going all the way back there. I know Roma had very little possession, but I, I'm telling you, if you watch the game, especially the first half, Roma had more chances than so say that in the away lake. Uh, second half, there was that one or two chance that the, that Sociedad that had. But with all that possession, same with yesterday, Bologna, all that possession, they didn't yeah. do much with it. Roma had, again, first five, ten minutes kind of figuring the team out. I saw Bologna look dangerous um, around the top of the 18, closer to the edges where Orsolini and Musebaro were able to cut in and, you know, can go for that curling strike. Uh, let's say Barrow from the left side cutting into the right with his right foot. And then left those on the gaps side, yeah. yeah, they left those gaps a little bit at the beginning, but then Roma really understood what Bologna were trying to do, and they adjusted, and they let nothing, absolutely nothing to them, besides, the like again, the one Xerxes opportunity, which again, was a very tight angle regardless at the end of the game. And in the end, Roma... With 20% possession, had the better chances. They had Bellotti's clear cut chance, and like I mentioned, the uh, the uh, the Mancini chance uh, towards the end of the game. So, I mean, they make it work. That's they really make it work. They do indeed. You, I wouldn't surprise me if you see the same sort of stats on Thursday. Oh, if, 
for sure spot there. I mean, <laughs> again, to be less stressed, I like the ball more, so you don't have to defend. Agreed. Agreed. You know yeah. how it is. And that's how it's going to be, so be prepared for Thursday. Uh, Scott, I want to ask you, I, I like to bring a little bit of controversy um, uh, to this podcast, especially with referees, but uh, I'll start you off with a statistic. Did you know uh, Roma in the second round of games, so the last 19 games, when they've had Orsato, they haven't won in 15 games, which spans over like nearly 15 years. I don't know if you knew that. No, it didn't. Um, yeah. Eight oh. draws, seven defeats, and this is going to lead to what I'm going to tell you. Did you not think either the foul on Sobak, in which I'm, I think, a little less, either his foul or the foul on Ibanez, should have been a penalty, which Mourinho stated in the uh, comments after that, you know, Orsato's a good referee, but he missed, uh, there was a big error that should have been a penalty. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, so back in, no. Uh, Ibanez, if that was in the middle of the pitch, that's a foul. And in my head, I was thinking, if that's in the penalty area, that's a foul. But I've seen a lot more, sorry, I've seen a lot, more like shirt tugging and stuff like that get not given in some games, but I've seen stuff given for a lot less in some. I think it's six and one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but the problem, Scott, is I guess it's consistency. Because consistency, yeah. What, what went around in social media was the penalty that Lazio got against Bologna where the Bologna defender had the ball and it was, I guess he was just trying to pull away from his defender and – uh, uh, swung his arm back and he hit uh, I don't know which attacker was on Lazio he hit him in the face and they called a penalty so people refer and it kind of looked exactly like soul back in it they looked- do it to protect themselves and like when you play football you like you, you do it to protect yourself exactly when, you, when you're shielding and also when you're jumping right. you, you can't jump up with no elbows you look like an absolute idiot and you get no leverage Exactly, and, and you just look. Uh, I think people do under, have to understand. You have to jump up with your elbows when you're playing playing football. Right. Um, it 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 helps. But one soul back in no, that was very soft, and you wouldn't see that given the Ibanez one. He does spend half the time rolling on the floor, and he needs to stop doing that. Uh, I will call him out for that because for sure. it doesn't. It attracts. It, it's not good, but um, if that happens, oh, I was going to say the part I I don't like is it's fine if it's not called on them, but why was the penalty given to Lazio for the same incident? That's the inconsistency part. That maybe a different referee yeah. might interpret exactly. it in a different way. I think that may be given in a different league. Um, I think it probably would have been given in the Premier League. Because they're pretty hot on that, and also, uh, like like I said earlier, if that was in the middle of the pitch, you that does get given as a foul, but right. not not in up in the penalty area. But no, um, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It's it's, it's just consistency with referees, isn't it? It, it is. It, it is. I mean, I'd rather look. Every referee is has their way of seeing the game, obviously, which makes um, decisions different from from uh, referees from every different referee. Just you know, I would think they just have a, a common ground. I guess you can say of like 
what's a foul and what's not. And that's just, I guess, what pisses off fans. It's they they say, oh, well, this is called in the league, but I know it's a different ref, but this was the same incident, I don't know, a month ago, and this wasn't called. So that that's the part that maybe angers fans is they want more consistency of it. And uh, yeah, so, but with Orsato, that, that's that's what I'm saying too, Scott, is Orsato. There's, there's something every time he refs Roma game, there's always, <laughs> always something. So anyways, but yeah, it's just... It's just shocking how uh, it's very hard for us to win with him. So, uh, yeah, to be honest, I don't think he's a bad. I'll, I'll probably double in down. I don't think he's as bad as referee as other people would say. But that was Fabio Maresca. Uh, we'll be talking about something else right now. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, if, if I speak, I'm in trouble. I prefer not to speak, but no. Um, before we finish, do we owe Brian Cristante an apology? Yep, I gave him one before. I'm, I mean, I can give him one again. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to Brian. He's, uh, he's really performed better than I thought, honestly. And he plays every game, no complaints, and does it well. Versatile, which is uh, something we don't usually uh, have much, um, and it's key to have in any team. Uh, a player can play multiple positions. It's just, uh, it's nothing fancy what you see from him, and maybe I didn't see that as much, but. He knows where to be and what to do all, all the time. And De Rossi's right. He would take 100 croissants. Mm. I see his point. I certainly but, see his point. He's very vital to uh, to a team, definitely. Do you would say that he has improved a lot under Jose Mourinho? Oh, yes. He certainly has. He's, he certainly has. The defenders and guys who are good at defending always, in, I find, always do well under Mourinho. It could be the style or whatever the case mm. is, but he's definitely he's definitely improved on him uh, positionally, tactically, and this is uh, this is something it's really something great to see. And I'm excited to um, I just mentioned quickly. I'm excited to see what he does for, with Bove as well. So, we'll see what, yes. what he can turn out with him. So, but on Cristante, what a game again yesterday. Uh, Arnautovic was in his back pocket, did nothing. Even when Xerxes came on, not much. Uh, really, and we we obviously miss Smalling, but but we still look solid defensively without him, which is nice to see. And it's by having Cristante in the middle, which is uh, dictating a lot of the play. And even when we get him back in midfield, it's just it's just a great thing to have. So I'm I'm glad he's doing very well. And yeah, I apologize to Brian, and hopefully uh, he just continues to get better and better. Oh, I, I would like to also apologise to Brian, Mr. Cristante, because I thought under Mourinho he would probably be not featuring a lot, but I think he's become indispensable, uh, especially this season, because in games where we've missed him, Roma have struggled. And we moaned a lot earlier in the year because of Matic and Cristante, but as the season's gone on, you understand why these two are playing together in the midfield because they give control and they also give a bit of versatility also. And I think also with Cristante, having played probably six to eight months in a back three and the front second may have helped, but, but, but this the last couple of games has been outstanding. And it's, I think most Roma fans may be like, oh, shit. We've actually got a good leader here. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been really impressed with Cristante, especially in the last couple of weeks. But I've been 
to be honest, Jerry, I've been, he's been one of the best players this season. He's Mr. Reliable. Um, I think actually this year, him and Mancini have probably been the two standout players that have been derided in previous years of Roma. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Him and him and Mancini have been the best two um, since uh, we started 2023. Um, I would say Smalling as well, but now that yeah. Smalling missed a bit of time, uh, I got and same with Dybala. I got to give it to them, them two for sure. And uh, without them, uh, especially Cristante, uh, yeah, we seem to be lost about being on the field. So it's nice to have uh, Gani's versatile when you want to be a team that wants to win. Um, Serie A, you know, the championship or when something in Europe, Europa League, Champions League or Conference League, you need, I always, I would feel, especially now, you need a piece like him and he's got to be part of a a great working midfield. Obviously, you want midfielders to, you know, that are dynamic, that can get forward, score goals, make great plays, passes, whatever, but you also need the, uh, the quiet ones that you don't see much flash out of them, but they they control the game like the Matic Cristante. So if we have them two plus, we can improve the midfield next year. I have full confidence in finally fixing that midfield department. But overall, he's been great, and uh, I just I hope he can just you know just for him keep going, and we have important game Thursday and finish off the season very well. Um, that was going to be my my final point. Hussam Awa is I think the rumors or not rumors that came out last week that he decided to choose Roma when his contract runs out at Lyon in the 30th of June. He will come in to add a lot of strength and depth to the midfield. Have you seen much of much of him at Lyon? Um, I have when he was doing well because they were featuring in Europe in Champions mm. League. But, but I know ever since there was COVID, again, this is the risk with him. Ever since COVID, and I guess, I don't know if there was, I think there was a change in coach maybe at some time. Yeah, they've had a couple of... Yeah, he's been struggling, and I go read, I try to read like what Leon fans think of him, and they just want him gone, and... They, it's kind of like the uh, the camera situation when he when he was playing at Olympiacos. He did so well, and then something happened, and he just stopped caring and trying. And that's what they feel with Awar. He just he doesn't care anymore, I guess, for Leon. Um, ever since whatever happened with him coming back from COVID, being out for a while, and then maybe lost his spot in Leon, he just hasn't cared. So uh, if we get the one that I saw um, in 2019, I believe. Especially there's a, there's a game that they rave about when he played Manchester City. If we get that Awar, I mean that's one hell of a player. Um, and I know if there if it's a confidence thing, I know Mourinho can definitely get that out of him. That's if if Mourinho's here. But if he is, that can he can definitely get that confidence back in Awar, and he'll just be a type of midfielder we're missing. You know, someone who can progress play a lot, is great at passing, uh, can help the offense. He would definitely. Uh, strengthen. Hopefully, they strengthen further. But he would definitely help uh, Roma if uh, Mourinho can get him back at his best. Uh, I'm looking at his transfer marks. He hasn't played that much at all this season. That due to injury, probably oh, he's had four, five injuries, and he hasn't been in the squad quite a lot. And he's been coming off the bench in a couple of games. So. Uh, Leon lost to Clermont yesterday. Clermont are absolutely flying in Liga at the moment. They're a seventh. 
Uh, are they in seventh or eleventh? I'll have a look at the league table. They're absolutely flying and doing really, really well. But Leon, uh, I think he he's been missing a lot with injuries, and I think they've had Laurent Blanc has just took over in charge uh, after who was the previous manager that got sacked. He was at Leverkusen and then he was at uh, Ajax. Uh, it's going to come to me later. Uh, same here. It's like at the tip of my tongue. I'm, I can't uh, remember what's his name. Oh, Peter Boss. Peter Boss. Peter Bosch. Yeah, Peter yeah. Bosch. So, yeah, so Laurent Blanc's got been in charge and he's been in charge since October. So, sorry. Uh, Leon are seventh and Clermont are eighth. So, um, and Alexander Lacazette has been flying after coming back to, to Leon after his few years at Arsenal, he's got 25 goals this season. But um, Blanc's been playing with a back three and they, they've got, in midfield, they've got Kakare, Tolisso, and they've got Ryan Shirky, who's the, the next big thing to come out of France and is the next star in French football. I just feel that Otherwise, his contract's coming to an end. I think he was. I think he was at. It was here. Was it Eintracht Frankfurt and us? I say us in open brackets, and he chose Roma. I think maybe his time in France is just coming to an end. In like a, a fresh start and a just to go somewhere new, but like. A couple of years ago, he was outstanding, and that Manchester City game in the Champions League a few years ago was just unbelievable. Uh, I think I think he had a, a good se- a goodish season last season, but this season has just been struggles. You remember who his coach was, Scott, when he was performing at his best? Uh, no, you should know him. Ex Roma um, coach, Rudy Garcia. That's right. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's Rudy Garcia. He uh, he's the one who coached uh, when Navarro was playing at his best when they made the semifinals of Champions League. So maybe oh. maybe there's a few pointers that Garcia can uh, you know call up his uh, his whole team his old team in Roma and you know tell us uh, how to get the best out of Awar. But yeah, I think. Overall, I think it's a good signing, a good free transfer. I know Roma have been looking at the free transfer market, which is understandable because you have to, don't you? Um, Evan and Dicker was linked. There was even pictures of his agents with Mourinho, um, was it a few days ago? I think that would be a good, a good signing overall. I think he's done really well with with Eintracht Frankfurt, but no, overall, I'm pleased with Ahusamawa. I know he hasn't had the, the best, best season this season, but I think it's a good, we need something more in the midfield, especially if Wijnaldum does go back to PSG, but who knows? Yeah, exactly. Some Someone more dynamic. It's basically a, a midfielder who can hold his own, obviously on, on defense, but someone who's more dynamic that can really help out the offense. Cause we have the base for defense, Scott. The, the problem is is progressing play, making sure you can keep hold of the ball. Uh, I know Mourinho is not a possession coach, but it's still nice if you have a guy who can, you know, uh, under pressure, do very well in the midfield and just help us open up the game and make plays. That's, that's where Roma struggled all year is creating chances to score 
and uh, holding up the ball to to pass it in the right areas. That's where I think Roma has struggled all year. From the build-up to scoring, that's where they need to improve, and that's where if Awar's at his best, that's where he can really help us. Agreed. And he can play in like three or four positions. So centre mid, attacking mid, uh, can play on the left. And, it's, uh, and also he's played on the left side of attack. Right, I've got his numbers from the previous two seasons. Because transfer marked is an absolute gold. It's gold dust. Before we wrap up, um, 2020-21 win the COVID season in Liga. 30 appearances, 7 goals, 3 assists. Uh, um, 1,719 minutes played. And also, uh, Coupe de France is just 1 goal, 1 assist in 3 games. 21-22, uh, which is probably much his, his best year. Uh, in the last three years. He's played as a DM, centre-mid, attacking midfield, and played on the left or the right. Um, I'm going to waffle on. 36 league on appearances, six goals, four assists, 2,509 minutes. So, And then in the Europa League, nine games, two goals, and I think he's played 558 minutes. So remember, Leon, um, oh God, we're in a group with Rangers, uh, Bromby and Sparta Prague, and then they beat Porter and then lost to West Ham. And then this season has been less less minutes, less time on the pitch due to injuries. He's beaten just in 15 games, one, one goal, one assist, two yellow cards and 497 minutes played. And... His last couple of games have been 13 minutes against Clermont Foot off the bench, 9 minutes against Strasbourg off the bench, Toulouse 9 minutes off the bench, 21 minutes against PSG. The last three, they've won, <laughs> but he's been injured and he hasn't really featured that much. So hopefully, I think it's probably a move for best all parties. Would you agree? Yes, I would. And like I said before, if there's one coach I believe that can get something out of him, yeah, yeah, it would be Mourinho. Obviously, other coaches can as well, but that's one of his strengths. If it's a confidence thing, I think Mourinho will do his best to get that out of him. If it's talent, well, uh, that's that's something different. Or if he's not able to play in Serie A due to you know due to his abilities, that's something else. But if it's may just just confidence, I believe Jose can get the most out of him, uh, definitely. So I think it's a good move for all parties. Agreed, agreed. Um, do you have anything else to add? Nope. I, my anxiety should be kicking in for Thursday very, very shortly. <laughs> Other than that, not really. <laughs> no, that's understandable. Um, you can follow us at themagicast.com and you find all our previous episodes on the podcast. You can find us all on uh, so the podcasts on podcast platforms, so Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, etc., etc. Apologies over the hay fever. That's two episodes in a row where I've been struggling. It is supposed to be getting better here in the UK. It's just high pollen at the moment, and it's absolutely miserable. I'm a, I'm a hay fever sufferer, so I, I apologise. Joey? Thank you very much for coming on. We were, were going to have him run. It was going to be the three of us, but he got held up. So hopefully he'll be, I did ask him if he wanted to join in on Friday, but thank you for joining. Thank you for having me, Scott. As always, always a pleasure talking Roma with you.
Yeah, it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. Hopefully, on Friday, we get to hear about the kickoff times for the last two games of the season, and then I could book my flights for the Spezia game. But just waiting and anticipating because La Liga's already done theirs. I'm just waiting for Serie A. I don't know why it just takes them so long. That's my angry rant. <laughs> yeah, it's, they always take long, Scott. Every year, every year. But I did it's speak. To, I did speak to someone, and they always say the last two games are always done after the semi-finals of the European competitions. But no, thank you for joining me, Joey. Uh, I'm trying not to sneeze, but uh, we'll be back probably Friday to review the second leg and to preview the San Antonio game on Monday. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the, the European football and the in the midweek. And ciao, ciao.